0: How y'all doing today? Doing well. Well, let me just take a moment. You can be finding your place. Can you guys hear me okay from there? Take your Bible if you have one, and find your place in Matthew chapter number thirteen. Today we'll be speaking on the parable of the mustard seed. And I just want to take a minute to say that we are so fortunate and thankful that you would allow us to come and to serve with you this week. We come from Emmanuel Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, We made that drive yesterday. That's a long drive. Especially with this crew. Uh, And uh, we had a good time though. And just privileged to worship with you today. Uh, Matthew chapter number 13. Let Let me read this for you. Let me read this for you if we would. Verse number 31. He put another parable before them saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all of the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and may ne- make nests in its branches. Uh, so would you, uh, would you pray with me uh, before we go into this? Our Father, we do come to You now and we ask that You would give us grace and strength We pray that we would be able to magnify Jesus Christ and that Your people would be helped. Lord, we pray that if there's anyone here uh, in our midst today that doesn't know You as their Savior, we want to pray that You would save them, that You would show them their sin and show them the cross that Jesus died for us and was buried and rose again. And for those that put their faith and trust in Jesus, they can live for eternity. And we'll thank You for it. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Alright. Uh, so as we come... Can you guys... Y'all hear me? I think they're trying to work that out back there. That's okay. Uh, so let me just see if I can make a, a few points from the passage for us. Uh, here's the first point that we want to make today from this little small. And As I was kind of going through that, I noticed that uh, your pastor gave me the smallest of all parables to preach from. It's like two verses, right? So I'm not sure exactly what he's trying to say by that. I keep it short. He wants a ten minute sermon. But uh, no, it's a great little power pack. If you take nothing away from this parable today, here's what you need to know. This parable of the mustard seed is about the growth of the kingdom of God. That's really what it's about. And you can see that in the text, right? That uh, the kingdom of God is like a man who went out and sowed the smallest of all seeds, these mustard seeds. And when it was small, it went into the ground but when it rises up, it grows into this great tree in which even the birds of the world come and make nest in the tree. And that's the way that the kingdom of God operates. And so, when we talk about this seed here in this passage, let me just make three points for you. The first one is this, the seed sown. The seed sown. You notice right there in the text, if you look back there in verse number 31, it says that this man went out into a field to sow the seed. And if you'll back up, and I know that you've been studying some of these parables. In fact, I think the one that's up most recently on the website is the parable of the sower. Did you notice that the first three of the parables all emphasize that the seed is sown by the sower? It's not that we're made right from the inside out, but that God has to move into us and plant His seed into us. Nobody ever goes to heaven because of their own good works or what they've done or by proxy who they know, their background, their family, none of that. It has to have the seed of the Word of God and the Word of Christ sown into our lives. And when we think about the seed sown, we must first understand that it is the Lord Christ who implants His seed of the Gospel in our hearts. And so when we think about this, we understand that there is access into the kingdom of God. Notice with me, look back, let me show you something. Look back at right at the end of chapter number 12, verse number 46. Chapter number 13 gives you seven parables, of which one we're speaking about the mustard seed. But I want you to see right before you get to these seven parables, look at what happens with Jesus. Verse number 46, chapter 12. While he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside and they asked to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward all of his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and is my sister and is my mother. Now go to the end of these parables, chapter 13, verse number 57, and notice what happens at the end of these parables, verse number 57. And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and in his household. And he did not do many mighty works there. Why? Not because of their lack of works, not because of their lack of religion, but because of unbelief. And when we think about the seed being sown, we must first of all understand today that there is an access into the kingdom of God, into new life. The old life that you have lived, the old way of doing things, your old thoughts, your old life, all of that sin, you can lay all of that down and walk into the kingdom of God. What does Jesus say? It doesn't matter whether you're Mary, it doesn't matter whether you're one of my cousins, none of that will get you into the kingdom of God. What He says, He says, all these people here that do the will of my Father, and what is the will of the Father? To believe on Jesus Christ. If you want access into the kingdom of God, what you must do is lay down your weapons and your pride and all of your sin and come to Jesus and ask Him to have mercy on you and accept you just like you are, that He might change you from the inside out. Access into the kingdom of God. My friends, I don't know what your background is and where you come from and what your experience of religion is. But what I can tell you is that the Lord Jesus Christ desires so much to save you and to change you and to transform you into the person that he wants you to be. And there, I remember when I was growing up, Uh, I was about seven years old, and I was in White Plains, Missouri. And I was listening to a sermon on a Sunday night. Because when I was that age, you just went to church whether you wanted to or not. Mom and Dad took you there. And I remember listening to the sermon about the Gospel. And even at the age of seven years old, you know, I at that point in my life, I had not drunk a a whole bunch, hadn't smoked a lot of dope, uh, those things would come later. Uh, well, that's another discussion for another time. But uh, I, I wasn't a terrible child. But I realized for the first time on the inside when I listened to the gospel that there was another life. There was a different kind of way of living. That there was something that could take away my guilt and my shame. There was something that could change me even as a seven year old child. And I remember learning about Jesus and how He died on the cross. And that very night, I trusted Him as my Lord and my Savior and He changed me. Made me a new person. And I want to say to you today, whether you're a member of this church or whether you're visiting for the first time, God loves you. And if you'll turn your life over to Him, He'll make that change as well too. Some of you are struggling with things in your closet that you don't want anybody in the world to know about. And you can't be honest with anybody even in your own family. But you can be honest with Jesus. And He'll transform you. Here's a second point that I want to make from the text. Not only the seed sown but the size of the seed. Look back down at the text. You see there, the farmer goes out and he sows this uh, small grain of a mustard seed into the field. And then what does it say there in your text? It says that it's the smallest of all seeds. So let us just understand here that it's not the smallest seed in the entire world. That's not what Jesus was driving at. In the Middle East at that time, it was the smallest of all seeds that farmers would sow in a field. And so Jesus is simply... Don't get caught up on stuff. Jesus is simply making a point here that the mustard seed is really, really, really small. But what does it say there? It's small when it's sown into the ground, but when it rises up, it grows into greatness. And so we not only want to see that the seed is sown and that every human being has access into the kingdom of God, but we want to understand the size of the seed and the growth of the seed and understand that those that step into the kingdom of God with Jesus Christ can grow eternally inward and outward. And that's what God wants us to do. And let me just make a couple of points, maybe premature application, for individuals and for the church on an individual level, if you're here today and you do know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want you to understand that God has implanted His Word. He has implanted His own life into you. The Bible says in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, it is Christ that lives in me. And the life that I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. If you're a believer, you have Jesus and the seed of the Word of God living inside of your own soul. You may have baggage. You may not be perfect yet like your pastor. Aren't you perfect all the time? Okay, these people are laughing way too much for that. Now listen. Listen. But I want you all to understand that the Lord Jesus is in you. And it may be the day of small things, but it grows into this great tree and it blossoms into this beautiful flower. And you say, what does that mean? What I want you to understand is that the Christian life does not just stop with conversion, but it moves on into growth in the Christian life. God wants you to grow. God doesn't want to just save your soul, you know. Where I come from, people always ask this question. If you die today, do you know for sure that you go to heaven? Well, that's a good question to ask, and I want you to know that if you die today with Christ, you'll go to heaven. But here's the question that all of us should be asking. If you wake up tomorrow and you're alive, whose kingdom will you live in? Your own kingdom your own selfishness, your own pride, your own desires, living life your way, doing things the way you want to do them, or will you lay down your life, pick up your cross and follow Jesus and grow into the kingdom of God? I so say, Steve, how do you grow? Let me give you a couple of pointers. The very first thing that you can do to grow in your Christian life and see that small seed blossom into a great tree is to read the Word of God. Maybe you might have thought that I... I don't know what you were thinking, but I'm just a local church pastor. That's all I am. and I just try and help people with the Word. Don't play games with the Lord. I just want to ask you this week, did you read the Bible this week? I know we come here and we worship, but tomorrow, will you pick up the Bible and read it? You know what your pastor longs to hear? A knock on the door or a call on the phone or a text over the phone for instruction on how to read the Bible and understand it and grow, not just corporately, but individually. Let me ask you this, do you pray? I mean, do you really pray and give praise to God and confess your sins and turn to Him and worship and glory? Do you pray for yourself? Do you pray for your family? Do you pray for the beautiful children in this room that as they grow up in a society that is dead set against God, that their hearts would be bent toward Jesus, that God would till up the rough soil of their heart and that they would turn to Him by faith? Do you pray for your families? Do you pray for your pastoral staff? Do you pray for your church family? You want to grow and see that mustard seed of faith rise up in your heart. Read the Bible and pray as much as you possibly can. Be faithful to church. Be faithful to small groups. Be faithful to an accountability. Cut off the besetting sins in your life. You know, the things that you do over and over again that you know God doesn't want you to do. Let go of those things and worship Him with all of your heart. You must be the kind of believer that grows individually. Let me say a word corporately. I've been in church plants for a good portion of my life growing up. My father was pastoring a church plant and we met in the conference room of a hotel. Pulpit had wheels on it so we could take it in and take it out real quick. I've been a part of church plants. I want to tell you something. The prophet in the Old Testament says, do not despise the day of small things. Brothers and sisters, you're not in competition with any other church nor any other person. But I will tell you that there is a God on the throne and His Son Jesus Christ is powerful. And He said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. He will build His church. Amen? And I just want to encourage you for a moment that what God has planted inside of this church in your heart, the mustard seed of faith and the Gospel, it will arise into great and wonderful and mighty works. And whenever a sinner comes to faith in Christ, whether it's one or a hundred, there is rejoicing in Heaven. And you ought to rejoice every time some poor lost sinner gives their heart to Jesus and He changes them from the inside out. God will do His work in this church. Keep fighting, keep working, keep trusting, keep worshiping and love Jesus and He'll make everything alright in the end. I'm sorry, sometimes I get a little excited. I try and tone her down a little bit. God is on your side. It's a song I grew up with It said, little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. It is great when God is in it. And God is in this place. You believe that? God is uniquely gifted and put a burden in the heart of your pastor and your pastoral staff. God is working in all of the workers that are here. Such sweet spirit. And all of the folks that I see here today, the Lord is at work in this place. Don't get discouraged. The devil will try and pull you down, beat you up. Don't let that happen. Keep your gaze to the throne room of heaven and trust in Jesus and the day of small things will grow from a seed into the ground to the great tree upon which the birds will come to nest do you know why not because of the beautiful skill of all of these people playing and singing not because of the mass of talent that god has given to your pastor and by the way if you're visiting here today you know this is all i am is the piece of parsley on the side of the plate you need to come back next week and get the four course meal the steak dinner This man can preach the Word of God, but I want to tell you something. What God is doing in this place is not based upon skill, but it's based upon His Son, Jesus Christ, and His work on the cross where He was died, He was buried, and He rose again to save those who believe on Him. Amen? You know what the book of Isaiah says? The book of Isaiah says of the coming Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the governments shall never end that are upon His shoulders. We are not losing the battle. We are winning. They say, I can't see it now. It seems dark now. I don't see people getting saved now. Just hold out and hold on and put your faith in Jesus and keep walking the good way and believing the gospel of Christ and he'll win the day. Be encouraged, church. The seed sown, there is access into the kingdom of God. The size of the seed that it grows inwardly and outwardly. That's what the text says. Let me just finish by saying one last point of encouragement to you. And maybe by encouragement, a little bit ironic. Look at the last part of that text. It doesn't end the way that you think it should end, right? The seed goes into the ground, but when it grows, it grows into this bush or this tree. And it grows so much that the birds of the air come to nest in it. Now you remember a little bit earlier in the parable of the sower, right? That he sowed on some ground and the birds of the air came and took the seed that was there. And it's when it's interpreted, it's the devil. He comes and snatches out the Gospel. But I want you to notice something here. Maybe this last point I would just say simply something like this. The seed in real life. Do you notice all what's, what's happening in these seven parables? There's always something that's a little screwed up you got four grounds and only one of them are good. Then He gives you another parable about the wheat and the tares. And what does Jesus say? Don't even pull up the tares. Just leave them to grow along with the wheat. What happens in here? You have this seed that grows into a great bush and then all of a sudden the birds of the air come to nest in it. What happens a little later where He gives the parable and He brings in all the fish, but some of the fish are bad? Let me just make this last point to you. The seed in real life, living in the kingdom of God is a bit messy. Living the Christian life is life lived by imperfect people in an imperfect world. And as you keep giving the gospel and loving on people, you're going to find that there's messed up people all around you that are hurt and broke and their, their their lives are in shambles and their marriages and their children. There's going to be all kinds of problems. And I just want to say something to you. Christ comes into those areas to heal and to love and to help us. And this church ought to be a beacon in this community for people that want to stop being fake and pour their problems out before an awesome God who will give them the gospel of Jesus and restore their lives. And that ought to stir you on the inside to go out of here this afternoon and all of this week and look for the people that you work with. Look for the people in your school system. Look for the people that are walking around this beautiful lake as we came over this way. There are people who on the outside think and portray as if they have life together, but on the inside they're full of dead men's bones. And they're broken And if they felt for a moment that you cared enough to talk to them, maybe they might open up. And let me say this to you as well. Not only are there imperfect people out there that the kingdom of God reaches, there's an imperfect person standing right here. And there are imperfect people sitting in these pews. That have believed the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, but am I safe to say? Can I can I say along with all of us today that we all have a little bit of baggage left? You feel me? Don't leave me hanging here, right? Y'all got a few sins somewhere. Do y'all ever speak to each other a little cross? You ever do things and say things and be things that you know aren't pleasing to God? Let me encourage you by saying this: the Christian life is not made in just one step. It is a journey. And if you'll learn to read your Bible and pray and get around godly people and surrender your heart to the Lord Jesus, little by little by little, He will change you and conform you to the image of Jesus Christ. And you know that. He's good like that. Jesus came to save Bad people. Now sometimes when you talk to people and say, I'm a good person, my heart breaks for that because Jesus said, I came to call the sinner to repentance. I came for those who were broken and needed to be made whole. And with my stammering lips and the best that I know how on the Word of God, I just want to encourage you today to tell you that the seed of the Word of God and the seed of the Gospel of Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins Was buried and rose again. That same Jesus lives in you and He lives in this church. Be encouraged. Grow in the power and the grace of the Lord Jesus. And don't ever forget that the world is imperfect and so are you. Love on them and love on each other. And that will create unity here. Would you, would you pray with me for a minute?